the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. Praise be the Lamb of God. Holy God. This is another opportunity that we can come together to discuss the Word of God and to worship and praise and magnify God for thank Him for all the things that He has done for us and continue to do for us. Well, let's just go to the throne of grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of wisdom, spirit of revelation and the spirit of understanding. We give you glory in advance, God, for the knowledge and the revelation and the understanding that we're gonna receive in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen and amen. Praise be the Lamb of God. Well, today we are teaching on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We are teaching on the power of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving possess power as well as praise and worship. Praise be the Lamb of God. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything, give thanks. But this is the will of God in Christ concerning the church. It says concerning you, but I'm saying today, concerning the church, we are to give thanks. And I will explain that as we uh, proceed more in the teaching. But first of all, I'm going to explain the difference between thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Thanksgiving is different from praise and worship. Praise relate to God, character, who he is. He is the almighty God. We praise him for being the almighty God. Worship relate to God's holiness. He is holy. The Bible says, worship God in the spirit of holiness. So we worship him because he is holy. He is holy, so we worship him for his holiness. Thanksgiving relates to God's deed, what he has done for us in Christ Jesus. And we all have a lot to thank God for, for what he has done for us in Christ Jesus. He has done so much for us. Oh my God, we cannot thank him enough for all the benefits and all the promises and all the love and the grace and the mercy that he has accomplished for us through his son, Christ Jesus. Colossians 1 and 12 says, Give thanks unto God the Father, which has made us. He made us something that we could not make ourselves. He made us fit. He qualified us, he justified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. We thank God for making us something, making us and qualifying us and justifying us to be accepted into his still son plan. Verse 13 says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. We are not in darkness today, we are the light of the world. 
God has delivered us through his son, Jesus Christ. And God said, thank me for what I have done. You're not in darkness, even though darkness seems to be all over the world today. But God's people are not in darkness. We are to lift up our holy hands and just thank God for calling us out of darkness. We could not call ourselves, but God sent his son, Jesus Christ. And through his death and his burial and his resurrection, we have a blessed hope. We have been called out of darkness. The Bible said God has delivered us from the power of darkness, and he translated us in a place that we could not even translate ourselves. But God translated us into the kingdom, into the kingdom. If I'm in the kingdom with his dead son, I'm surrounded. I'm protected from all harm and all disease that is on this earth today. We are protected because we have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, if I really believe that I am translated, that I have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son, so I'm seated with him in heavenly places. So I have a blessed hope I can be protected. And the Bible said we are to give thanks. And at this moment, I'm just going to take time out to say, Father, in, our, in the name of Jesus, I truly thank you for calling me out of darkness into your marvelous light. I give you glory and I give you honor because I could not call myself out. And I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to do what we could not do for ourselves. We could not redeem ourselves, but you sent a redeemer. And we thank you. We give you glory. And we honor you, God. We give you honor and we give you glory because of what you've done. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving release the power of what we believe in God for to be manifested. We thank God. We praise him. We do not thank God for what the devil is doing. But we thank God in the midst of what the devil is doing for the answer that he has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. And we ought to always lift up our voice to God. And Lord, I, I, you have commanded us to give thanks to you and everything that happened to us and everything that come upon us, we ought to give thanks. God said, I have not commanded you to give thanks for what is going on in your life. Not, not for the situation, but we are commanded or encouraged to give thanks in the midst of it for what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. He said, in everything, give thanks. Don't be sad, fearful. He said, give thanks in everything for what's going on now. You say, how in the world can we give thanks for what's going on? No, we are not thanking God for the situation and the problem. We are thanking God because we have a blessed hope in him, what he has promised us. He promised that he would never leave us. And knowing that, that God would never leave us, and he said the greater one dwell in us. We have the spirit of God dwelling in us. We are protected 24-7. We are all the church. And we will obey the word of God. We will obey your will, God. In everything, God, we will give thanks. For this is your will, God. We do not want to be out of your will. If we do not thank God in everything that he said that we are to thank him in, we are out of the will of God. And we do not want to be out of the will of God. 
This is the wrong season, not the right time to be out of the will of God. God said in everything, you give me thanks. Without giving God thanks in everything, we are out of the will of God. God did not say in everything, complain. In everything, feel sorry for yourself. Things going to come upon us. But, thank be unto God. God should be of good courage because I have overcome the world. Yes, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are Christian. We are the church of the living God. We are the church that Jesus built. And he is head of the church. That's what I said last week. The church is never closed. The building where we worship is closed, but we are the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Jesus' church is open 24-7. Jesus' church never closes. Thank God. We praise God. So it's set home, and yes, we, we missed the fellowship, and that is good. But praise God now. Don't wait till you come back to church. Thank him now while you're home. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. Don't wait till you get in the building and all of a sudden you praise and you worship God and that is good as well. But God still is worthy to be praised in the midst of what's going on. We are, again, we are not commanded to give thanks for what the devil is doing. But we are to thank God in the midst of what the devil is doing for what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. So we thank God for 2 Corinthians chapter 2.14. This is a, a, a confession that I believe that Christians should keep in mind 24-7 when the enemy attack your mind with lies and threaten your mind and torment your mind. We need to lift up our hands to God and say, Lord, I thank you that in the midst of all Satan attack, that you have given me the victory over it. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 2, 14, it says, not thanks be to God. You thank God, not thanks be to God, which always, not sometime, it said, thank God, thank be unto God, which always causes us to triumph victoriously in Christ Jesus. Now I'm beginning to understand why God commanded us to give thanks in everything. He said, because giving me thanks, because I will cause you to triumph victoriously in every situation. We are to give God thanks for the power that he has given us in Christ Jesus. We give God thanks, we give thanks to God for the answer to Satan's attack. Can we do that? Or uh, do we complain? Come on, be honest with yourself. Have you been thanking God? Have you been praising God? He's still God. He will never cease to be God. We always say that God is in control. Do we really believe that God is in control? If we really believe that God is in control, you will believe that God says, I am the Lord thy God. I'm worthy of my to be praised and worship and magnify and to, to be adored. The Bible tells us all over the book of Psalms. It said, lift up your hand in the sanctuary and bless the Lord your God. Well, I'm not in church. Your body is the sanctuary. Do lift your hands up and say praise to God for being in the land of the living. We are not a hopeless generation. We are the body of Christ. Christ is the head of the church. 
Now, if anything happened to the head, then it would have to happen to the body. But it's nothing happened to the head, so the body's good. We just have to trust God. The Bible said, you choose this day. Are you going to trust to be fearful? Are you going to trust to have faith in what God promised us? He said in his word that in the world you're going to have these things. We're living in the last and evil days is here now. Our, our best bet, I think, is to work out your soul's salvation. Get your life right with God. Who knows when he's coming? We have no idea. But all we know, we're living in the last and evil days. And that's why we ought to thank God. Give God thanks. And everything that happened to us, we must obey God. If God commanded me to give thanks in everything, I dare not give him thanks. But I'm not going to thank him for the problem. I'm not going to thank him for the situation. He said, thank me for what I have done for you on Calvary in Jesus Christ. I've already provided an answer for you. I've already made you an overcomer. So I just want you to start thanking me. And the more we thank God, we are celebrating what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. When we give thanks to God in the midst of Satan attack, Text. We are celebrating God triumphant victories, big victory over the work of the devil. When we give him thanks, we are celebrating. When we thank God for his word, we have to tell God what we are thanking him for. Okay, I'm, Lord, I'm thanking you that you have already caused me to triumphant victoriously over every situation. And when I lift up my voice and thank God, I am celebrating what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. We are telling him, we know what you have done in this situation, God. Therefore, I'm going to celebrate it by praising and worshiping you and magnifying you. Colossians 2.15 says, in um, verse um, 15 says, On the cross, God, through Christ Jesus, spoiled all principality and power. We thank God. Satan does not have power over us. We lift up my hand and we thank God for what he done for us on the cross. What have he done for us on the cross? That's why the Bible said that um, we are to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. It's time out for, you know, spending hours watching the television. It's okay to watch television sometimes, but it's time that the body of Christ Spend time in the Word. Allow the Word to come become life to you. When the Word becomes life, then you'll live by the life of the Word. That's why the Bible said that we are to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. If we are not rooted and grounded in the Word of God, when trial problems and trials and tribulations come upon us, we will look at the problems instead of looking at what God has done. We will allow the problem and the situation to control us instead of the word of God and God's faithfulness and what God said that he would do in our life. See, God completely, completely destroyed the works of the devil, left him powerless. The Bible said he made an open show out of the devil. Triumphant over principality and power. So principality and power really have no rules over the body of Christ's life. But if we do not have a reality of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, we will accept what the devil is doing. 
We would spend more time giving the devil power over what he was doing than giving God praise and worship for what he has done. I believe the body of Christ have given this, this virus more power than what it needs because the death and life are in the power of our tongue. If death and life is in the power of your tongue, and we really believe that, and we really have a reality that death and life are in the power of our tongue, I would dare spend you know, my time speaking of the virus, constantly talking about it. You are giving it more power. I can understand why it's so strong. The church made it strong. Your confession made it strong. Your fear made it strong. If the Christian would come together and start speaking against this virus, start speaking death on this virus, instead of speaking life, we've been speaking too much life. We've been praying and praying and praying, but yet to praise God and worship God for what he has done. See, we have so many weapons that God given us that we can use against the enemy. It, it, it really, there's no excuse for the, the, the body of Christ to live a defeated life. Honest, you might live defeated, but honest, what Jesus, what God has done for us in Christ's life on that cross, that cruel death that he died to redeem us to have a free life. But yet we live beyond our privilege, knowing so much, but not experiencing what we know. See, I believe <laughs> that the church is being tested. Okay, we've been going, coming to church and, you know, going to Bible study and whatever, reading the Bible, watching television, reading books. But all the books that we've been reading, all the teaching that we've been getting, they have to be tested. And I believe the church, in the midst of all this, is being tested. God is watching every believer that claims to be a child of God, how you respond to this. You're not responding as though you know me like you used to carry on when no problem was around. How well you know me, how much you love me, and you trust me, and your hope is in me. So what is going on when no problem is around? You love me so much. When no problem is around, you lift up your hand and you praise me and you magnify me and you glorify me. You give me honor. Oh my God, you speak so well about me. But when a crisis like this comes and you are tested, all you talk about is the problem. Talk about the problem. You forgot to worship me. You forgot to praise me. You forgot to give me faith. You forgot to honor me. You're too busy trying to protect yourself when you cannot. Then I, I am the Lord that God that can protect you. But before this happened, you used to praise me. You used to worship me. You used to magnify me. You used to adore me. But you acted just like the world. You're not praising me. I cease to be your God. You said, Dr. Betty, he's still my God, but he's still your God. Why aren't you praising him? Why aren't you worshiping him? Why are you spending so many hours speaking life to this virus? Why are you spending so many hours talking about the problem, talking about the situation? How many hours have you spent praising God because we know that one revelation knowledge from God, one wisdom from God can tell the scientists and the doctors what to do. But yet we think gossiping and, and complaining and, and criticizing what they're doing and pray for the government. We are Christian. We are the body of Christ. When we're going to wake up and be what God redeemed us to be. We are the body of Christ. 
you know, when things are going well, we proclaim that we are body of Christ. But now the body of Christ is being tested. Being tested. God watching me. God said, all oh, that loving that you said that you had for me, what happened? All that power and who you are in Christ Jesus, I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things to Christ who strengthened me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. All in him I live and I move and I have my existence. All things work together for my good. But now you're being tested with all the things that you know. Examine yourself. Find out whether you are really in the faith or not. Uh, it's just a happy hour because nothing is going on. But now it's the real test. Now the real sons of God would have to take their place. Now, now God is watching us. Now, are you really a child of God? The Bible said, now beloved, are we the sons of God? We are the sons of the living God. God called us his daughter and his son. But are we acting like a redeemed son? Are we acting like a redeemed daughter? How are we responding to the situation? Are we constantly giving that devil power with our, out of our tongue to increase what he's doing? Are we saying we thanks God for what he's done? Second, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, God promised, listen to this, God promised to give us the victory. You know, sometimes I wonder to myself, what more can God do to convince us that he is the Lord our God? What else can he do? The Bible says, for God so loved the world, but he gave his only begotten son. Now you think a God that loved the world, sent his son, is gonna let this Christ take us out? I don't think so. It's what we think. But everything is going around. Well, we believe that God so loved the world. But when things go wrong, somehow in our action, not with your voice, but in our action, we act like God never loved the world because he allowed this to happen. What in your Bible? The Bible says in the last and evil days, all these evil spirits, all things will come upon the world. But he already told us that, look, don't get upset, be encouraged. You're in the body of Christ. You live in me. In the body, the Bible said again in uh, Colossians 3 and uh, verse 1. It said, we, we are dead, and our life is hid in God in Christ. He said, when God come, when Jesus come, which of our life, he will, we will come with him. So if we reckon ourselves to be dead <laughs> to the world and alive unto Christ, so what is going on? I mean, we obey the law of the land. We do what we're supposed to do. But we do it still as a Christian, acting like a Christian. This is a time to reap the harvest. This is a time to be, be all, you know, concerned about yourself only. What about these souls that dying and going to hell, don't even know what to do? And God called us the light of the world, the salt of the earth. What are we doing? Are we too busy acting like the world? It is the harvest time. It is plentiful now. When this is over, it's, it's, I don't think it'll be a problem for Christians to go out and reap the harvest if that's what you want to do. If you're going to obey the great commandment, are we just going to go back to this three and ourselves, hour three, hour four, and no more, this is it? 
And the Bible says again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, it said, God has promised. God has promised. If God had promised to give me something, and I know who God is, I'm going to wait for it. I might not see it today. I might not see it tomorrow. But one thing I know about God, it's just surely, I don't know what shot. It shall surely come to pass. He is faithful. The Bible says, Hebrews 10, 23, he said, He who promised, if he made a promise, he is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. God promised us to give us the victory over Satan attacks through Christ Jesus. It says, but thanks be to God. But thanks, then thanks again. Then the word thanks again. You're thanking God for what he has done. That's the beginning of celebrating what God has done. You start out thanking God. When you start out thanking God, you are celebrating what he has already done. It said, but thanks be to God, which give us the victory. How did he give us the victory? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory is ours, it says in a further study. He makes it ours by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So in every situation, everything, I understand why we are encouraged to give thanks. Because the victory is ours. He makes it ours through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The victory has already always been the church. The church has victory in everything that come upon them. You have the victory in it. If you just dare step out and believe and praise God for the answer. See, our problem has been, we know the answer, but are you praising God for the answer? Praise and thanking God for the answer. Manifest what you are praising God for. And the Bible said in verse 58, it says, since future victory is sure. Since we know it's sure, we don't have to worry about it. We know that God is in control. And it since our future is a sure thing, it's a continue to be strong and capable of being moved. It's not gonna move us, we are the church. We've been built up on a solid foundation. We've been built up on a rock and that rock is Jesus Christ. And that's why we can't continue to be strong in the Lord, incapable of being moved by what we see, what we hear, and what we know. We can continue being steadfast, unmovable, not fearful at all, because we know that our God and our Lord is in control. He said, fear not, for I am your God. Be not dismayed. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I am the Lord, your God. Oh, thank you, God, for making yourself the Lord, our God. I praise you for being our God. I, I worship you and I magnify you for being the God of my life. And I give you glory and I give you honor, God. You will never cease to be who you are in my life. Regardless of what's going on, what come or may, you are still God. You are still the King of glory. You are still the Prince of Peace. You are still the Lily of the Valley. You will always be my bride and my morning star, God. Regardless of what come on, I know in the world, I know we have trials and tribulation, and you already warned us early what was going to happen to us, but you are still worthy of to be praised. Your holiness, 
praise the beauty of your holiness. You are holy, God. Your character are worthy to be praised, God. We adore you. We magnify you. We do not magnify the problem. We do not magnify the situation. We glorify the God that redeemed us from the curse of the law, God. We are the redeemed people. That's what God said. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Rise up and say so. We have been redeemed from everything that can happen to us in this world. God has already redeemed us. He said, let nothing, nothing move you. He who promised again is faithful. <laughs> Be steadfast. Be steadfast. Be steadfast. Let the world move. Let the world run around. The Christian ought to be steadfast, having an answer to give to one that are not saved. Let them know that we're living in the end time. It's time to get your house in order. It's time to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Have we been witness to anybody lately? No. No. I mean, the curfew, to keep your distance, the just came into existence about three or four weeks ago. Well, what were you doing before then? No, have we been too fearful to witness to people? People are dying and going to hell to have no hope. We can give them hope through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to see how the church is going to respond or act when this is over. Are we going to be busy about the Father's business when this is over? Are we going to be diligent of going out the great commission that God commanded us to do? Are we going to, after a month, be going back to our same old routine? Being doing nothing, not concerned about souls that being out in the world and not saved. But I think God have a plan for the church. Church better wake up. He said, He who promises faithful, God is in control of the church. Because we are the church. And we are the church. The church ought to obey the great command. We will talk more about that in the weeks to come. But today I just want to encourage you to be steadfast. God is in control. We are the church of the living God. We give God glory, give Him honor. Jesus Christ Church never closed. Always remember that. Jesus Christ Church is always open. The Bible said, enter into Jesus Christ Church with thanksgiving in your heart. Thank Him for what He has done for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, God bless you, and we are the redeemed of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the Bible declares that if we've been redeemed, it's time that the church rise up and say so. Amen. God bless you.